This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast here with a special guest this week, Brad Johnson, uh, who's kind of everything, a, 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 a quarterback dad, a tight end dad, a guy that's been through recruiting with his sons, a, a Super Bowl champion. But most importantly, Brad, we want to talk about your TikTok uh, adventures because this is this has been exciting to watch. It's fun to watch. Anybody who doesn't know, it's Big Bad Brad on uh, on TikTok, and he does trick shots and all of those kinds of things. So, how did that start, Brad? How did you kind of get into it? And really, it, it is pretty pretty fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've had fun with it. To be honest with you, it's uh, honestly during the pandemic. Um, you know, the kids were home and we were working out all the time and playing Connect Four and checkers and chess and just kind of laying around the house, and then. Then they started getting on that device called TikTok. And then they started doing like dance things on there. And I couldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wasn't coordinated enough to do the dance thing. So they wouldn't let me be a part of it. But then I was a camera guy. But then I, as the more I play with it, I, I started making videos of my playing career and workout videos and those kind of things. And I put them all on there. And then I started seeing that people started making these trick shots. I'm like, man, I can do all that. And so what's a little bit different with mine is uh, I try to make a sequence of three, four, maybe five in a row of football or basketball things. It had to be in a row. You have to make the make. And <laughs> and some of them, I mean, you know, people, they always ask, how do you do it? And how long does it take? And how many takes? And, you know, sometimes I tell them it's first try, first take. Yeah. And sometimes I tell them it's a lifetime of practice and then tell them it takes what it takes. But I have fun doing it. I put it all over social media and it's a challenge. It's uh, but I played a couple years of basketball in college and I also played football and it's just something I have fun. Uh, and hopefully everyone kind of laughs and enjoys. Yeah. I was going to say some of those basketball shots are, are not guys that do novice things. I mean, you're spinning a ball on one finger while then flipping it up in the air, scoring and then catching the ball back. That was a thing Pete Maravich did a lot of. Did you did, did you kind of get that from him? What was the motivation to learn how to spin it so well on your finger? Yeah, you know, I actually watched all the Pete Maravich uh, videos as a kid. I did. I, Larry Bird was my hero and Chris Mullen. And, I mean, I love basketball. That was my sport. And I wanted to play that at the professional level. And I worked at it every day. Never missed a day from my second grade all the way through my freshman year of college. But, but you know, the, <laughs> those are trick shots. I just kind of had them in you know, my back pocket and then – you know, I was able to kind of share with people on this, you know, with TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And just it's something I have fun at. And it, it's hard to do them. If it, if it wasn't tough, I wouldn't put it out there. And uh, so <laughs> you'll see a left-handed throw, a right-handed throw. You'll see uh, the one with the corner pocket uh, down in the end zone, trying to hit the second pole, hit it five times in a row. And, yeah. Uh, some of the basketball stuff. It's just I have fun doing it. It's a challenge. And sometimes it doesn't get done in one take. I'll be honest with you. It takes <laughs> I, I mean, that. sometimes you might be down there. I spent up to 15 hours on one particular video. It was I mean, it was work and it was exhausting, but it was like <laughs> I, I had fun doing it. When I when you see me celebrate, it is I'm telling you, it is true jubilation. Yeah, yeah. There is definitely an excitement when you when you get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank oh, yeah. God. The uh and like you said, basketball was growing up, Larry Bird and you wear the Larry Bird jersey shooting in Rupp was was cool to see, and, and that was great. The football ones, though, I do want to talk about. Can you – are you ambidextrous, or did you just kind of learn to throw with your left hand like that? Because Max is a lefty, right? Yeah. Um, now I don't know why Max is lefty. I haven't figured that one out yet. So I thought he was right-handed his first two years of life until someone else told me different. But, uh, but uh, so I have no clue where that came from. But, no, I, I think just – you know, playing basketball, you know, shooting left-hand layups or little hook shots and those kind of things, you kind of just develop hand skills 
And uh, but football, I, I mean, I actually did throw three or four in, in uh, NFL games, more like on checkdowns or scrambles, mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of thing, but not a pure throw. And now I just kind of have fun trying to make uh, you know different shots with football. I can you know growing up, honestly, I was all about the skills and drills and for the kill. It was I mean, that's yeah. what I was doing. It was never I never did any trick shots like that. Now it's I'm 53 and I'm just having fun <laughs> doing whatever I want to do. For people who haven't seen this, um, Brad will stand on a tennis court, throw a football lefty into a basketball hoop on the other side of the tennis court, and then throw it righty across the tennis court into another basketball hoop. So this is certainly not like, you know, just tossing a tossing in a layup or anything like that. But I think your hardest throw, and I could be wrong here, is when you're standing at the corner of an end zone and you miss the first goalpost and hit the second right. one. I don't even know how that's scientifically possible. I thought they were supposed to be lined right. up, but that is that is really threading the needle there, huh? Yeah, that, that one's called corner pocket second pole. And I've gotten this thing of hitting doinks, but yeah, as a right-handed thrower, your ball's gonna your ball's gonna drift from left to right. And when you're left-handed thrower, it'll drift from right to left. You just naturally it'll go, you know, whether it's you know six inches or whether it goes three feet if you're throwing a bomb, you know, depending yeah. if it's a sideline throw. But that's that to hit the one I did five times in a row, I <laughs> I will buy anybody in the world steak dinner and fly them there first class if they can do it. So that's including Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers too. So it was it was it was it was tough, but it was luck, a lot of luck. You just got lucky and to do it. That was that was probably the Mona Lisa of uh, all my throws. Yeah, um, is that the hardest thing you think you do? Is that really the most challenging, or does it just look the hardest? Maybe. Well, that that to hit to do it once, um, you can do that, but to do yeah. it five times in a row, I I, <laughs> I was going for three and I got hot and hit five. Like it, it just. It, it 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 was it was it was the Picasso. Yeah, yeah, uh, Doink Nation, right? That's Doink. That's right. I love it. I, that right. that is definitely fun to see you get excited after doing it. So, um, do you think this continues? I mean, are you going to try new things? Are you going to amp it up? There are things on TikTok that maybe are impossible, or or you wonder how how much time these guys have on their hands. But it seems like you're definitely interested in doing it, huh? Well, a lot of people, they do it, they're trying to make money off of it. Me, I'm just doing it for fun. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's just what, like, what are you doing? We're, I'm having fun. But we actually started selling a lot of Big Bad Brad merchandise. And basically, that money, it goes to a charity called Beyond All Borders up in Asheville, North Carolina, where I grew up. And so you get on the website, it's cafepress.com backslash Big Bad Brad. You can buy any kind of gear that you want but all that money goes to cheer that's kind of what we've gotten out of it but for me i just have fun seeing if i can make these shots and and uh but you'll see some people do crazy things hitting baseball bats and hitting basketballs and trying to make the one shot deal but my thing is to do everything in sequence multiple shots nice um the riskiest one i think you tried maybe was having the entire family throw and try to hit the goalpost. All at once. <laughs> yeah, that was, now that was, that was, oh man, that, the family got a little ugly there with each other. We, <laughs> we at first we started, I was at 20, Max at 15, Jacob's at 10, my wife, Nikki's at the five, we were on four doink, 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 doink. Yeah. But then we are like, man, this was too hard. We got close and then we actually, then we, we actually did it. But then the guy holding the camera, he didn't have the red light on. So, then I'm yelling at the cameraman. And then, I mean, so we finally did it from the five, but it took 
you know, if you miss it, then you got to go chase the balls. And so I think that day we were just glad to get it done and we all walked off. And, uh, but yeah, that, <laughs> we've had a few uh, family uh, TikToks together. Yeah. Really quick on, on your background, growing up in, you know, small town, North Carolina to get to Florida State, what was recruiting like for you? What was it like to pick Florida State? How did that recruitment play out? Because as you've seen as a father of two now that have, that, that have done it at the biggest level, it's got to be completely different, right? Uh, completely different. Uh, back in my era, we didn't have uh, social media, didn't have computers. Yeah. Um, the only way you could uh, get your highlight tape or your game tape was you had to put it on a VHS and send it off to that school. And hopefully they send it back to you because you're trying to send it off to those schools. And a lot of it was by word of mouth. Uh, they didn't have all the all-star camps and those kind of things. So I don't know how college was actually found you besides get to your house. And, and actually I did save one of the letters from Mark Rick, who's my, my QB coach at Florida state. And uh, now my brother-in-law, he actually wrote me a letter. Like find the last time a coach has written a kid a letter, right? You know, honestly, it's, it's, you know, he'll like, or something like that on Twitter or whatever it may be, but it's all, you know, but then honestly, my goal was to play professional basketball and, uh, I was, you know, scored 2,400 points in basketball in high school. Uh, ended up, uh, I wanted to play for a guy named uh, Bobby Kremens at Georgia Tech. Yeah. And I sat in his office and uh, he said, Brad, I, you know, <laughs> I love, I went to all his camps when he's at Appalachian State and at Georgia Tech and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Brad, I only play five guys. And the guy that I'm bringing in on top of you is an All-American named Dennis Scott. <laughs> and and, and um, he says, uh, so Dennis Scott, he said, but Bobby Crims, I, I loved it because he said, Brad, what do you, what do you think your future's in? And I said, well, I, I'm better at basketball now, but I'll be better at football in. He said, I think you ought to do what's best for you, Brad. Whether you want to come to Georgia Tech, great. If you don't, then do what's best for you. And so I took that wisdom. And I appreciated him being honest as a coach. Honesty is a big thing. And so I'm very, I thank him to this day about that. So Dennis Scott, he changed my life, didn't even know it. So, yeah. but uh, but I went to Florida State and chose to play for Bobby Bowden, first class, one of the all-time greats in the history of college football. And just thankful when I look back and say he was my coach. And then obviously Mark Riggs, my, my quarterback coach. And, and and when I look back in my career, it wasn't a great career in college, but I think I threw 13 touchdowns. But, you know, they I got benched in college and all those kind of things, but I wasn't ready to be honest with you. I spent so much time playing basketball. And um, and obviously played two years of basketball at, at college at Florida State. We made the NCAA's twice and all that kind of stuff. But but when I look back, I loved the program. I respected the coaches, and I, I appreciate the wisdom that Bobby Bowden and Mark Rick gave me along the way too. And uh, so I'm thankful for the friendships and what we accomplished at Florida State, even though it wasn't my time. I, I definitely remember Bobby Cremens. You can't forget that hair. Uh, definitely a, a special guy, and and that a long career as a basketball coach. What was it like playing for Bobby Bowden? You hear so many stories, so many positive things as someone who was there right in it. What was it like? He, he was very, you know, at that time he was ahead of his time and, you know, for a coach to be at one school for 34 years, that just doesn't happen. And I was at the beginning in 1987. That was the beginning of the 15 year run, 14 year run, finished in the top four, uh, in the country every year, going to a major bowl and all those kind of things, winning over 10 games a season. But I look back, he was just um, – he had great coaches. The coaches were not coming and going. You know, they, they they were there forever. And you still call them coach to this day. Yeah. And, you know, somehow he made it work for all of us as players. I remember sitting in the room, like, you know, there's uh, – 
Chris Winky and Charlie Ward and Casey Weldon and Kenny Felder and Peter Tom Willis. And, I mean, two of those guys won a Heisman. One of them was a run-up to Heisman. One of them was a first-round baseball pick, and I didn't play, and I was a Super Bowl champ. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, how do you make it work? And they did. You trusted the process with them, with those coaches. And every situation is different. Every circumstance is different. But you just you respected Coach Bowden for who he was in the program that he ran. For high school guys who are quarterbacks now that have dreams of the NFL and champagne dreams of being, you know, the greatest player ever. Is it what what does it take to not only make it to the NFL to sustain a nearly 20 year career to win a Super Bowl, to be an all pro, to do all those things? Is it just complete dedication to it? Is it just pure luck? Is it a lot of mental? What would you say to the kids that are like, you know, I'm going to Alabama next year, and, and in three years, I, my idea is to be in the NFL. Well, it, it's all of the above. I yeah. Mean, you, you better be good. Uh, you better stay healthy to some degree. Uh, you better be tough. You better have thick skin. You better have talent. You can overcome talent with, with intangibles to a degree. Uh, you want to be in a circumstance where uh, the system kind of fits you, and you have great players around you. You're only as good as the play call is called. You're only as good as the players around you that can – that help you, but eventually, you know, you got you're going to go through. I think the greatness of what I ask most kids, most people in life, what what is your adversity? What yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what have you been through? You got to go through the ring of fire, man. And what 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 makes you who you are? And so, just because you want to say championship, you know, doesn't make you a great player. It it might, but you know, who is around? Who are the coaches with you? You know what I mean? But what, what adversity have you gone through to make you who you are to go through that next tough time? And that's what I want to know about those quarterbacks, those people. And, uh, and you just got to be, you got to, you got to, <laughs> you know, I always tell playing the quarterback position, it's like, it's like going through a gauntlet. And when you do good, people are going to pat you on the back. When you, when you do bad or the team loses, they're going to slap you in the face. That's six inches away. Pat on the back and slap on the face. You got to have consistency. And you got to have thick skin. So it's it's uh it's it's the toughest position to play in all sports. What was it like for you as a the dad of two elite recruits, one who transferred um, from LSU to AM and then one who decommitted from LSU to go to AM? What the difficulties behind that? Some people think it's just this snap decision that people make and they don't have a lot of you know dedication to an old school. There was a obviously a coaching change and, and situations beyond people's control. What was that like for you sitting back and kind of helping them through that process as just a dad? Yeah. It's hard to go through the recruiting process. Yeah. You know, uh, that was, that was gut wrenching. Uh, probably more so for Max to go through it. Uh, my oldest one. And, um, and then Jake kind of had the luxury of kind of riding Max's coattail to a degree as far as, <laughs> being at camps and getting you know getting attention and those kind of things. But with Max, it was gut-wrenching trying to make a decision. And then we went to LSU. I, I can only tell you we, the, the friendships and the lifetime friendships that we made in Baton Rouge. I mean, pretty awesome. But, you know, it was tough. You know, they, they went through six different coordinators in three years. Coach gets fired. I mean, yeah. a lot of transition takes place. And a lot of those, when I talk about circumstances or out of your – the only two things you can control are your attitude and effort. And that's where I give Max total credit. Um, never changed his attitude, never changed his effort. And it was one of the toughest decisions. When we left, I mean, you talk about, I mean, it was tear jerking. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to do what's, what's best, what is best. And um, so every, every kid's different. It's not always the right move. It's not always the right move to stay either. So 
Um, coaches are coming and going. It's really hard. You want to get some kind of stability. And uh, now I just know for Max uh, in this situation, you know, he wanted to be a place for stable and have a chance to win and be coached. And, and then for us as parents, it's more about, you know, what's your college experience? Obviously graduating and the traditions of school and the experiences and friendships you'll make along the way. So uh, fortunate enough, our kids get to go together at uh, Texas A&M. Otherwise, we were getting ready to split. I think Jake was actually getting ready to go to Oklahoma to play with Lincoln Riley. Then he left. Yeah, right. You know I mean, I mean, it was it was there was a lot going on there, and so just thankful that uh, Jimbo. Um, it's kind of weird, you know. He 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 offered Max as a ninth grader, eighth and ninth grader, and we had that relationship with him for a long time. So it just worked out well for both of them. These guys, the coaches, are all millionaires, and so you can't really feel that all that bad for them, but. With NIL, the transfer portal, the recruiting out of the transfer, everything that is going on now, it's just at some point there has to be kind of a coming back to the normalcy. Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's, it's kind of a little concerning, right? Well, I, I'll say, yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, for our family, it's about opportunity. It's about chance to play and be, be where you want to be. That's yeah. that's our family. That's our kids. Like, <laughs> that's we're you know there's there's a ball, there's a field that we're playing. Yeah, you know that's that's the love of the game, and you know that's what you want. Uh, but you know this whole thing with NIL and transfer portal and coaches coming and going, it's real. Yeah, get used to it. And it's not it's not. I mean, let's be honest. That's not just college. That's you know that's high school. You sure. got kids. You got kids leaving in middle school to go to different places and following coaches, and it, it starts at early age. It's at all ages, and so it, it's all real. And you got to learn how to deal with it. Awesome. That is Brad Johnson. More importantly, on TikTok, <laughs> Big Bad Brad, the 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 uh, trick shot artist. I love it. Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right.